It's Funky Friday, and it's hour number two out of the locker room for the second half of Sports Talk with Evan Connum, Scott Beatty, and we are glad you're with us. The world according to Bob Osmussen coming up, and also Michael Martin will uh, join us here in studio as well. Great to have you with us. I just found this out, and I don't know if we're going to be able to get through the show, Evan, but Wheel of Fortune is ending. Did you see this? Oh, what? Talk about a Friday news dump. Uh, Pat Sajak apparently revealed that his uh, career is winding down after just a mere 40 years as a uh, host of Wheel of Fortune. Started in 1975, the show did, and he became host in 1981. And he said in an interview with Entertainment Tonight, uh, the end is near. It's an honor to have been pe- in people's living rooms for that long. Boy, that sounds weird out of context. It's been an honor to be in people's, having been in people's living rooms for that long. People were out there welcoming us. We're happy and proud. And uh, it's proud of it withstanding the test of time. So the show is going to end with his retirement? Uh, I, that's the way I'm reading it. Uh, or maybe he is. I don't know. Pat Sajak says his hosting career. I mean, we question Drew Carey, but he's taken over the prices, right? Just yeah. fine. Steve Harvey's uh, holding down the family feud. We can find somebody to be Pat Sajak. Okay, see, the Google says Wheel of Fortune will end after 40 years, but all the other headlines are saying that he's leaving. Okay, well, we, we just got to, you know, take a, a, a lesson from writing headlines and not misleading information. Well, see, I think the, just the Google machine just put it all together. Yeah. Those, That's the aggregate. Those headlines. aggregate things, yeah, we've seen how that works but with Bleacher Report. But when you Bleacher expand Report. on it, you know. I don't know. It's just another question. Is, is the brand bigger than the person? Yeah. Even in, though, in, you know, in, Pat's in, a, a great guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like, you know, again, who wants to be a millionaire? Regis Philbin. You know, I they mean, kept, you know, that show did actually kind of die once Regis left. Jeopardy. I mean, it's still there. Yeah, but is it as, it's probably not quite as popular as it once was. I mean, there's only one Alex Trebek. May he rest in peace. Um, but yeah, Pat, I mean, he, he's, he's an institution. He's, I've never known Wheel of Fortune without him. <laughs> yeah. My, my whole life. <laughs> I mean, Pat it's like, and, you know, the, all the people out there that Pat and it's didn't, Vanna. Know, didn't know a monarch, but Queen Elizabeth the second, and I don't know a Wheel of Fortune host. See, now this Pat is, Sajak. this is real stuff that affects us because, you know, Wheel of Fortune's <laughs> in America. So I'm all for being up in arms about Pat Sajak retiring. I mean, this is this is big, big news. Welcome into Sports Talk on this Friday. <laughs> um, coming up, as we said, Bob and and Michael as well. Uh, we got high school football tonight on our sister station. Yours truly and Joey Wright will be on the call for that on Light Rock 97.5. White Sox baseball is coming up at the top of the hour. They're taking on Detroit, and Lucas Giolito will take that five-plus ERA to the mound tonight and try to help the White Sox stay in contention as at four games over 500. White Sox get a, uh, excuse me, the Cubs get a win over the Rockies, 2-1. to one. Marcus Stroman with an outstanding start and a home run for Zach McKinstry. Ian Happ also had an RBI. Cubs did not trail in that ball game after leading one nothing in the first inning. And the Cardinals and the Reds continue tonight. Jack Flaherty will continue to try and make a case to be in the postseason rotation. We'll see 
how that all goes. Open week for Illinois. No football this weekend. They're in action Thursday night against Chattanooga, an FCS team. And look, I one one other his note is Illinois never lost to an FCS team. No, I think there's as been scares. Yeah, as disappointing and, and frightening as Illinois football has been, they typically take care of these teams, as most FBS schools do. I looked it up; it's happened more times than you would think. But typically, the teams that lost were either kind of depleted as far as talent or the culture was kind of out of whack in the case of Florida State last year but they also lost to Jackson State which is uh, not a bad FCS school. And people remember re- remember Eastern Michigan okay Eastern Michigan's in the MAC. Yeah uh, yeah they're, they're, an F- they're an FBS school. Yeah. Uh, so and that's when Illinois was recruiting at an, uh, a low FBS kind of level so you, it made sense that they lost to a team like that. Yeah uh, okay Montana beat Washington last year. Yeah, didn't Washington just get a new coach? Yeah. According to this, it's just, they were ranked. Um man, I mean West Western Kentucky lost one in in 2019. Georgia Tech lost one in 2019, but Georgia Tech's been historically not good yeah. compared to Kansas has lost in So okay, all right, I'll I'll give it to you. You know, don't 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 sleepwalk through this thing. But you've got, I mean, the you know, North Dakota State has famously picked off some. You know, right, picked and off that's, Kansas State. that's the best, and they're better than about half the FBS schools, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they produced Carson Wentz and. Trey Lance and. All those other guys. <laughs> More NFL quarterbacks than Illinois over the last 20 years. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, you know, be careful. Be careful, but I think they'll take care of business. Yeah, it's it's the. It's that that confidence versus cockiness line, and with with Brett Bielma in charge, and I, this team seems like they're they're kind of on a mission. Um, you know, st- a lot of proving right, a lot of we got to make a bowl game this year. Um, you know, stop the losing sorts of things. Yes, I w- I will continue to put a W next to this game all the way up until it happens when Illinois puts the W next to it. But I don't think the Illini are overlooking this one. So today's a funky Friday, and uh, with a Thursday game coming up, it's a funky schedule. Brett Bielma talked about that today. Yeah, so when the schedule came out, we had, you know, made some original – I mean, the original schedule, we were supposed to start opening up at Wisconsin, right? Uh, and then that got uh, eliminated with a, with a conference when they came in and adjusted the Week 0 game. And I knew that was going to give us two bye weeks. I really didn't know how it was going to play out, uh, but – I couldn't be more excited. I said this all along. To have three on the front end, four, no off bye week, uh, four game schedule, and then a bye week and the five. And then this week was really crucial because we're jumping into a Thursday game, right? To have that ability to have a normal game week here is 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 much better than trying to go from a Saturday to a Thursday. So there's uh, some of the jumbled activities of Illinois this week. But it sounds like he's not totally against it, as we kind of pointed out. It works out in segments, and you can prep for you know each segment in a way. And they knew about things, right? It's not like the last couple of years where we don't know if a game's going to happen this weekend or not, or what time it's going to happen. Which, of yeah. course, that's coming around the corner with Wisconsin. As I try to to look ahead, we've had game times for these first four games, which I'm super appreciative you've, of. You've 
you you gave me dark flashbacks when well, you mentioned like, oh, we didn't know the schedules well, for a you, long time. Like, you know why I made say me cringe. that, right? Like Bob just cringed when when the word "buy" was used multiple times in a thirty-eight second soundbite. Well, I, I bring that up because today is the two-year anniversary of the season that was not going to be revisited was revisited and it came back. <laughs> and we're at, you know glad you got it right. Yeah, how times have changed, you know. So this was two years ago today, mm-hmm. and then. And then football happened sometime in October. Illinois went up to Wisconsin and got completely demolished. Uh-huh. And then wasn't that the game where Brandon Peters maybe got COVID? We're not sure. And and, and Oh, Wisconsin well, because maybe. because Wisconsin ended up with like 20-some positives yeah, afterwards. Yeah, Graham, Graham Mertz for Heisman <laughs> after one game. And, and then he didn't get to play the next week because he tested positive. <laughs> what a weird time. And then Illinois started this run of like four quarterbacks in four games to start. Something like that. Oh, man, could we even name them? Woo. Karan Taylor was one. Yep. He started against Purdue. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brandon Peters. Mm-hmm. Was there a... A wide receiver. Matt Robinson was in there. And There's an Isaiah three. Williams. Yeah. Very good. Look at Your Mount that. Rushmore of quarterbacks for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that 2020 team? I wonder what happened to that. <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, uh, there's still a decent amount of players that were there that are on this squad. So They were very young. Mm-hmm. Didn't play a whole lot. Maybe the defensive backs saw some Quan Martin and some Devin Witherspoon. Man, those guys. I wonder. Sydney Brown. Because Lauren and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday. This was the year that Lauren thought everything was going to dip off, fall off the cliff because of the Because everybody left. But not everybody left, and some people stayed, and some people got better. And, But I still would say... What about next year if, like, the whole secondary leaves? Well, yeah, yeah. COVID helped a lot of that and giving guys an, an, an extra year, a number of these guys. Think about Paucho, who's now going on his 10th season in an Illinois uniform. That wouldn't have happened without COVID. I think there would be a lot of questions. Six, to be precise. There would have been a lot more question marks on the offensive line if Paucho wasn't back. If, you know, I, I think this is Witherspoon's fifth year that he probably wouldn't have gotten. Maybe I'm off by a year on that, but... It, it's worked out for both, you know, Bielma coaching the guys up, guys getting better, all those reasons that you mentioned. Line Friday Sports Talk brought to you by OSF Cardiovascular Institute. Your heart is their mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash beat. And they want you to be the best you possible. OSF Healthcare, wherever you are, wherever you're going, go to osfhealthcare.org slash mission. All right, sir, I'm giving you the mission of I'm handing you the baton. I'm giving you the the rudder, the stick, because I'm going to head over to Tommy Stewart Field to get all souped up for Central Centennial. Okay. So I leave you in I the good. I hope you're prepared. I hope you have enough time. <laughs> I leave you in the good hands. Read all the notes. <laughs> go over the game film. <laughs> I'll leave you in the good hands of Bob Osmussen and Michael Martin as well. It is Sports Talk Funky Friday edition. Back with Evan and Bob after this. The fun and the funk continues here on Sports Talk. Evan Kahn driving the ship. Joined by none other than Bob Osmussen from the pages of the News Gazette. We've got his entrance music playing as always. James James is so good. Always good. And, And... we were talking off the air. It's been a couple weeks since we did this. Right. The last time w- was before the Indiana game, and it feels like so much has happened since then. Yes, I think two football games, and <laughs> Illinois is getting ready for number four, and 
That's a win. I, I heard you guys talking earlier. It's possible they could lose this game. It's also possible I could become president. So it's about the same odds. <laughs> so I say that neither is very likely. But I think you're right. There are some examples every year. But I think the difference is I think Illinois is on full alert. Mm-hmm. I sense that from th- talking to this coach. He d- he's not going to mess around. They're going to practice like this is the best team they're ever going to play. And I think, I think the other thing is they got their bad four turnover game out of the way. That was just that was last week. They won by twenty anyway. So I think that game, if you're going to play like that, that's a, that's how you lose to a FCS school. Yeah, you turn the ball over four times, and that that team just did that against Virginia, and beat them by twenty. So they would have won by forty. So I, I my guess is if I had to pick a score right now, I'd say Illinois wins by twenty five or so. Yeah, we we had all all the good vibes coming off the win, like you said, twenty well, point yes. win, no touchdown given up. But right. I, I'm sure Brett Bioma looked at those four turnovers. Right. If you heard his comments going into the halftime break here on the radio I broadcast, to complain about you, right? He, That's, he, coaches was, love that stuff. He, he wasn't pleased with with the way his offense was looking. So yeah, they've gone they've gone hard the the last four or five days. They're going to go hard the next four or five days, getting ready for this Chattanooga and team. I think I found this. I think it was somewhere in notes where I, I looked it up. This that's the last first time Illinois has held a F, F, I'm not power five school to three or less since. Do you know the answer to this? Ooh. It was two thousand. Wow. Against Iowa, they shut out of yes, Iowa. Yes, I did see this. I think okay. It was thirty-one nothing or thirty-three nothing. I remember the game very well because I think that was one of those games where you thought Illinois is probably going to have trouble here. They went there and just smoked them. But I think that shows you how rare it is to. And that game could have been a shutout, if not for a pick early in the game. That probably is a shutout because Virginia did nothing. And I don't know why they did all these things so well the year before and just changed it all. And I had a new coach, that's fine. They're not, not going to win a lot of games. I'm sure of that. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And that's just kind of how the transfer portal played a big part in that. Right. A good season last year, guys going to the NFL, that right. played a, a little bit of a, a part in that. The same so, quarterback. They same, just weren't very good. Yeah, everybody else around him, they still had the, the quarterback slash wide receiver, but he didn't make quite a, as right. much noise. You brought up Iowa, as we said, it's been a couple of weeks. Where, where do you stand as far as looking around the Big Ten? There's, there's some troubles out west. The west is a mess. Wisconsin <laughs> just lost. Iowa's lost and really could have lost twice. <laughs> Nebraska is a mess. They have a new coach. So, actually, you were talking about the Wisconsin game in 20 for Illinois. I think the next week or maybe the week after is when all the wheels started falling off for Scott Frost because they were supposed to play Wisconsin. Uh, I yeah. think at home, that game got canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin said they were too sick. It was like uh, Rodney Dangerfield in and. Uh, yeah, Kaczak. My <laughs> arm. Boom, my arm. We can't play. So, uh, but that was that was the start of trouble for Scott Frost. But I think if you look at that game, was you know, Iowa is a mess. They have a problem. The West is winnable. It's unfortunate for Illinois. They, they, they lost that game to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Because by all rights, they should have won that game. They outplayed Indiana. They had, they had a better game plan. I just thought they had it. One or two things go wrong, wrong time, and they will learn from that. I think they'll win a the game later that they probably will be destined to lose because of what had happened in that game. So it has some benefits. If you, if you guys are willing to learn, you can always get better. 
Is this team going to win nine in a row? I don't think so, but I can't say for sure they're not going to. So if they do, remember you heard her heard her here first. <laughs> I we we did have a texture this morning on Penny saying you know there is that. there is a possibility they could go eleven and one, and right. it's like yeah, mathematically they could they they could go eleven I and think one. Eleven and one probably does not get them in the playoffs. I don't think. Not with the loss to Indiana. I don't think that would not that that would be hanging over that. So, I, although again. Beat Ohio State in the, in the yeah you'd have to beat Michigan game. probably have to Michigan, beat Ohio, Ohio State. State well you have to be right but you have to beat Ohio State in the play in the title game then maybe you have a chance so maybe <laughs> 12, 12 and one Illinois can get in we'll see I, I I love the the optimism and just the the ideas that could be but we'll we'll see how the game plays out so Nebraska's a mess Iowa's a mess yeah Nebraska Nebraska's mess it's a controlled mess. And people kept saying to me, they're never going to fire that coach before the October 10th or whatever they did what it was because because they don't want to spend that extra money. You don't know them. <laughs> of course they want to spend that money. They don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Losing is so much worse to Nebraska than spending an extra couple of million. They had 20 people willing to sign a check right then. So oh, it's yeah. not a problem. I think they're, they're, what they did was really smart. They're in front of everybody. So everybody knows, hey, big, we're waving our arms. Nebraska's got opening. So if you want to go there or want to think about going there, we're open for business. So if Mickey Joseph doesn't work out, and he could, if he doesn't work out, they're going to be plan A, plan B, and they'll have a coach hired the day the season ends. So they end against Iowa. I predict the next day they'll have a coach. Who, who, who do you think is going to be the coach? You think that's yeah, the guy? Matt Campbell's going to be the coach if he wants to come, and I think he should. I think it's him. I like the idea of Mark Stoops. Hmm. I think that's a great idea. I think they could get him if they decide they want him. Both those two guys, either would be fine. They both offer stability, offer a chance to win fairly soon. So I, I think, I think they're going to get a good, really good coach. And that's saying if Mickey Joseph comes in and wins seven or eight games here in the rest of the way, mm. he's going to be a th- he's going to be the head coach. That's I will say a hundred percent sure. If he wins six or seven more. It gets to nine wins or eight wins. They'll def- they'll definitely hire him. I wouldn't even question it. But if he doesn't, if he struggles, he would be about five hundred or worse. Then they'll go get with somebody, and he'll be hired the day the season ends. Yeah, and with a big check, that money is going to be a lot. They don't care. <laughs> they want they want so desperately. Remember, my whole life they won. They won nine games. First fifty years of my life, they won nine games every year. Mm-hmm. Nine, fifty years, nine games every year. Then since then it's a mess. So they'll 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 try. Yeah, coming up, or up until that onside kick, the ill-fated onside kick in, in Ireland, people were really excited about the new look right. offense. Uh, they, they played they got, pretty well. They got a quarterback. They've got wide receivers. You know, things, things a lot can of points happen. Against, uh, against Georgia Southern, they just couldn't stop them. So yeah. So I don't think that I don't think that's going to get fixed because I don't think they have the guys. So I think that team is big. They're going to have to outscore everybody. 45-44, and that's going to be hard. So so as it stands right now, who's you, the most complete team in the West? Ooh, it's not Iowa. <laughs> certainly not Nebraska. I might be Purdue, hmm. and they have a loss. Well, although their loss is acceptable because it's against a team that's ranked, a team I trust, a team I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Purdue, for Purdue, it was at Purdue. Yeah, next game they're going to kick themselves about two. They they could have won. 
they have a lead, they let it go, get away. But I think Purdue might be the, in my, in my mind, they're the team that's going to go and get killed by Ohio State in the title game. <laughs> they, they've got the most potent offense out they of do. any of the teams, which is where, where you can, can kind of lean towards. And, yeah, actually watching George Karloftis last night in a, a football game, he looks so good. No wonder their defense isn't quite as good. Yeah, that guy was awesome. So yeah, and, and it's a, a big weekend, as you said, for for the Big Ten. A lot right. of a lot of proving games, I, oh, yeah, I think, definitely. for for teams. And and that Purdue loss that you pointed out, as much as I think it's going to hurt the Illini coming back, and, and you know, as cliche as it is, at least it was a road game, right? Illinois hasn't lost at Memorial Stadium in front of their home fans right. in a game, you know, that they should have won. I don't even know even afterwards if you could say that. Illinois should have won that game at Indiana because it's right. on the road. It's the Big Ten. It's the first conference game and, and things of that nature. So yeah, I I agree. That could have won, didn't win. That's fine. Learn from it, and they will. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on guarantee a winning against Wisconsin for Illinois, but right now I'm leaning toward picking Illinois to beat Wisconsin. I think that's going to happen because Wisconsin, what I've seen so far, is not very good. I think Illinois is going to be really fired up. It's return home for Brett Bielema, so you're going to be really excited about the game, emotional about the game, extra couple of days to prepare. So I think Illinois is in great shape going into that game. So they beat that beat that team. They're four and one, sitting pretty pretty good. Do you think players care much about Bielma going back to Wisconsin? Do you think that's gonna uh, be on the mind? Some. I think they will. I, I think it's one more thing, one more little uh, uh, uh charcoal throw on the fire. I mm-hmm. think it's I think it helps. I think they'll know about it. And again, you don't you don't want to let you got It's clear to me after after talking to these players all year, last couple of years, they care about him and the staff. So they're going to do whatever they can to help him. And I think they he may not say boo about this. He may ignore it. He may not talk about it at all. But they might they'll they'll know. And I promise the other coaches will know. And they'll say, hey, you want to let you want to let your coach down. Of course they don't. So I think they'll, it'll be used in some way, probably not by the head coach. He knows where he's going. He knows mm-hmm. where the game is, <laughs> and he understands how important it is. But it, more important for Illinois, getting four wins with a win against Wisconsin would be monstrous for this team. It would really set them up as far as the, the West goes. And a, and a ball and all the things they need to do to get the tur- thing turned around, really turned around. Turn, if they go 6-6, six and six, is that turning the program around? No. If they get to eight and f- eight and four, does that turn the program out? You're good in there. You're moving in the right direction. How would you talk? Guys talk about next year. All the all the guys are going to lose. That doesn't matter. Win now. Worry about next year. Next year. Mm-hmm. Transfer portal. All these things. You're going to add more players. If the guys are going to get better, they'll be fine. And we've seen freshmen, although not playing huge, significant minutes here early. We, right. We've seen true freshmen come in and, and play Ka- for Brett Bielma. I just walk, wrote about it. Uh, Gabe. And played played great. Yakis yep. played great against uh, against Virginia. Two sacks. Played a great game. Uh, he's heading towards Simeon Rice numbers. They're gonna they're gonna have to lean on him even more yes. now. Ezekiel Holmes done right. for the season. Not a whole lot of depth there at that outside linebacker not, position. Not a whole lot of depth anywhere. Offensive yeah, line, defensive true. line. They just have to be healthy. <laughs> and again, the schedule works well because after this game, they got a couple extra days. Get ready for Wisconsin. They got never another week off. Another open week later in the season. So they're they're, got, they're pretty well set up. 
Well, we're resting up, just getting right. Big weekend in college football, but open weekend for the Illini. So we'll bring in Michael Martin, sideline reporter for Illinois Football Radio. Next segment, we'll, you know, just chat all things going on as far as college football, maybe even some pro football. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the Shield. Maybe we can get into a, a little bit of that. We've got a big Bears-Packers game coming up on Sunday night football. Still plenty of fun going on here on a Funky Friday Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. No football, but plenty of volleyball. We'll also have Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow at 9, getting you ready for that as well. Back here on Funky Friday Sports Talk, Evan Kahn, Bob Osmussen stuck in a round, and Michael Martin joins us in studio here as he's enjoying uh, a little bit of an open week for Illinois football, and it's much more enjoyable also coming off of a a win last Saturday. So good to see you, Michael. Good to see you guys. And and we were talking just, uh, I I don't know, coming off of last week, we were sitting here on the postgame show, and I actually sent you a text. So we've kind of talked about this um, last Saturday when Nebraska let go of of Scott Frost. But it, it just shows you how wide open this West is for the Illini. And it this Illini team looks like a team that's building confidence as they win. Even in that Indiana game, I think they were building confidence. Yeah, most definitely. And if last year was any indication as to how this particular brand of coaching staff works is that they get better as the year progresses, which is an indication of good coaching. Now, if you can recreate that, especially on the offensive side of the ball, well, now you're cooking with gas. But, you know, we'll have to see. We're, I mean, we discuss on postgame whether we can be happy with results or not. Um, but, uh, you know, early returns are, are good. You definitely want your Indiana game back. And early returns from other Big Ten institutions, especially in the West, uh, maybe you do have a shot. But, you know... Uh, I, I've been hurt before, so I just <laughs> little hesitant. It's something we talked with Brian last hour about, and I, I wonder you guys' thoughts, uh, the start that Chase Brown has had. Where does oh. that put him as far as the national scene? We don't have well, to go as far as Heisman, but it's, I'm is he moving? The, yeah. he's, he's in a hunt, for sure. He's definitely in a hunt for the, uh, that award, and that would be a good thing for him to lie. But more to the point, he's gone, okay? So Enjoy him. Oh, yeah. Because he's here for nine, ten more games if they make a bowl. Or 11 if they make the playoffs and advance to the title game. But he's, he's here for, the, for this year. He cannot be here next year for his, for his sake. Because running back says, Coach Bielema says all the time, only have so many hits. So you gotta, you gotta, at some point, you got to get paid for those beyond NIL. So I think Chase Brown, have a fun time watching him. He's such a good guy. It's pretty easy to root for, but again, he he's he's going to have a good year. He's he's approaching that because Lashore, Lashard Mendenhall mm-hmm. level, and uh, that's pretty rare territory. And he's going to finish high. I think it's a top ten net all time in the program. But if he stayed for working. another year, stays two, he'll break the record. <laughs> but I don't think there's any way in heck he's going to do that. He has to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know, one factor that I consider with with Chase is he can't really capitalize off NIL like other uh, right, of right, his peers right. because he's Canadian. And That's because, a mess, by the way. That's a joke. Oh, yeah. We won't America. We won't get into the, the nuances of Stupid and legalities girl. of student visas and, 
whether you can capitalize off your off your name, image, and likeness. But he, unlike his peers, uh, he cannot capitalize as much off of his uh, name, image, and likeness because it will. He's here to, mm-hmm. according to the, the Canadian U- U.S. government, he's not here to make money. So, Who can we call to make fix this? Because I want to make it pay. How they got to get paid? The, they've got four letters and they're really hard to reach. I'm sure that's right. <laughs> former, hey, former Illini Cam Buckner is a politician. He's running for uh, maybe he for mayor of Chicago. He may be. Yeah, he needs to fix this because that's a joke. <laughs> because Illinois got other. So does that say for? Uh, I can't say his first name. Manus, Manus, the alignment. Who's from? Oh, oh, Manus, uh, Manus Muller. Yeah. However, number fifty-six from Denmark, the big guy, the big guy from Denmark. Can he not capitalize either? I don't think he can. And same Blake Hayes couldn't last year. Blake Hayes, Hugh Roberts, he can't. Um, That's awful. Yep, that's the worst rule ever. It's the way things are. Um, You're going to have to take it up with the immigration. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, forget (laughs) immigration, fix that. That's that seems like more more pressing to me than anything else. Well, we we all knew that this nil thing wasn't very well thought out when they put it in place. So, Uh, gosh, I mean. Chase would be worth a fortune right now. Oh, and absolutely, he would. Enough to make easy, fun traps back home whenever we wanted to do. So it's just it really unfortunate. So but hopefully, he, here's a crotchety old man take for you that I've thought of. So what if because he can't worry about the NIL, he's just worried about ball? What if that makes him that much better? Well, because I mean, all he has to worry about is ball that, and school. That's good thought. And but I think with this guy, if you know him and you do, he's not. He wouldn't be worried about the NIL. I don't. Th- I think he's worried about football first, so I think that's a problem with him. <coughs> so, f- speaking of not really football first, this is a terrible segue. But they big made news this week that Illinois men's basketball sees student season tickets sold out. Wh- whatever number you want it to be, right. thirty minutes, five minutes, wh- oh, yeah. whatever. Quick and. and Fast. And they're giving away tickets for next Thursday against Correct. Chattanooga. I think I saw the numbers. At least last night it was at 6,000. Hopefully now it's closer to eight or, or, or 9,000. I think they should do that for every single of, game. Of course. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Every single game. I'm sorry for the people that put money down and bought tickets. That's why you don't do it. But it's but for I, the students, I, right? I, again, for the students, I think it's okay. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that, I mean, it, even if you wanted to... Um, bake in a very meager um, fee. Right, it's if, in if the you student to, fee. Right, I pay a student. I paid a student p- fee for four years that went towards the Ark and Memorial Stadium and the State Farm Center. Right. Like right. They, just, they already pay it. it. Ultimately, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta let them come in. You know, yeah, fill up, fill up the stands. It makes it look better. It makes it look better for recruits. Huge for. And me. if yes. you're if you're leading, I mean, the the block I supposed to lead the cheers, especially the ILL, the I and I, you know. The bigger and louder that can be, the more, um, you know, impact it has on not only the players, uh, just a little inspiration, but it is a little bit intimidating to the op- the opposing team. So, as a former player, would you welcome the students being on the East Stands as opposed to where they are now? Would you like the they did that? Because that, that, that's talk. They're talking about doing that. Put the students in the East Stands a little bit closer, maybe you know, messing with the opponent. Would you like that or not? Um, I'm, I'm indifferent. Um, it, to me, it doesn't m- matter as much. I think that, 
Um, you have better storm the field capability if you do have them in the east stands. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, because, I mean, with the Wisconsin game is, okay, let's all go down the staircase and another staircase, <laughs> and now we're on the field. Right. Um, but uh, to me, it doesn't matter as much. Uh, I know that a lot of um, a lot of alums are thinking, you know what, let's put them back where I, uh, I was. Uh, and I have heard uh, – uh, rumblings from different people without any credit to them that, hey, it could be happening. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think that um, I think that based on what we've seen out of other Big Ten institutions, like uh, what's coming to mind for me right now is Iowa, um, uh, right. Indiana, and Purdue. Their students are right there in your kind of right. in your face as a uh, as an opposing team. You want that? Um, I think the only downside to Illinois situation is that we have very very wide sidelines very okay. generous sidelines so you're not right on top of gotcha them. that makes sense they need to reconfigure the stadium which is I wouldn't do that actually I love the place <laughs> maybe maybe next renovation what wh- where where do players stand on that do, do they notice when the crowd's bigger when it's smaller does it affect your psychology when, when you're in there maybe more so on a road game than a home game um yes and no uh I think that for my context in particular, um, usually when I'm rolling out there, it was either a fourth down, everyone's quiet because everyone's let down um, (laughs) because we didn't score a touchdown or we didn't extend the drive, uh, or we just scored a touchdown and everyone's loud and we're at one of the end zones. Um, It was was either one or the other. (laughs) Um, Now, to me, it didn't matter as much because it's, okay, you go out, you do your job, you kind of... You, you could kind of put on earmuffs. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how quiet it can get in the middle of the field. Um, but when when fans get loud, oh, they can get loud. And it definitely helps the defense um, because, I mean, you see that. It, yeah. gets, it gets loud. I mean, we've, we've seen it all before. If you've watched any of the NFL, uh, especially like in Seattle or Kansas, uh, Kansas City, City yeah. they always yep. talk about, oh, the crowd's so loud and it makes uh, offense, the offense have miscues. Well, it is a factor. And when when Memorial Stadium is rocking, oh my goodness, it can really, really cause some disruptions. Hopefully, we can see that before the season's out. Okay, so this weekend we've kind of listed off the games. What, what game are you guys most looking forward to watching since Illinois isn't playing? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, there's several. There's yeah, not a ton I know of, you you had your list before the season. There's started. not a ton of games in the top twenty, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, top 25 against top 25. Right. So in the Big Ten, it's kind of soft. Um, I just I kind of want to catch up with Wisconsin. I want to catch up with some of the teams I haven't seen. Iowa, I would see how they bounce back, although they're playing nobody. I, there's not a lot of great games that way. Nebraska, Oklahoma, I'll watch that game because I want to see how the new mm-hmm. coach does. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. I think BYU plays. Oregon. That's a good game. That is. We'll say that game. BYU is really good, so I think I, those. That's a couple. I actually stayed up late for that one last week. We well, were, we were really just riding high after after that Virginia win. Well, I'm interested to see what happens uh, with Iowa because I think I saw the 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 line at Vegas. They were 20 plus point mm-hmm. underdogs, which is or favorites. Favorites. Fa- excuse me, favorites. Yes, uh, which kind of implies that Iowa can score more than seven points. Which uh, <laughs> at this point un- they have not proven. Yeah. Um, Unless Nevada, I think they're playing Nevada, can score negative points, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. But um, I'm really interested to see how Nebraska fires back 
yeah. after losing their head coach because they have a lot of talent on that roster. Now, I I don't know if if uh, Scott Frost had some kind of, some bugaboo on him. I don't know. Um, he did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you lose that many games by right. single by single score. You there's something going on. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, that trend continues. Um, but ultimately, the only football game I really care about is Champagne Centennial versus yeah. Champagne <laughs> well, Central. That's nice. You know the you know the story about Mickey Joseph against Oklahoma, don't you? Or you do not know this. Mm. When he was a player at Nebraska, they were playing each other. I think at Oklahoma, close game. Nebraska's playing well. At some point in the game, he gets run into the bench and basically tears his knee up. Ooh. It doesn't finish the game. It kind of wrecks their season. And I think he's got to have a little bit of that hanging over his head a little bit. And they got uh, Casey Thompson playing against his old rival. Now that's kind of cool, too. The game's in Lincoln. So that fan base, give them credit. They show up mm-hmm. every game. 85,000 show up. They don't care who the coach is. So... Pretty cool. Yeah, it was still it was still last week or loud last oh. week in the last seconds uh, against yeah a, a lower level competition. I but mean, when they lose that game when that they missed the field goal, that crowd it's like quietly seventy five thousand people ever. It's unreal. It's like a pin drop. Sports the 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 emotions of them they're wild. Okay, gentlemen, we're running out of time. We've got White Sox baseball coming up. Thanks for chatting sports here with us on a Friday, even though there's no Illini game. Anytime. Anytime. All right, we'll talk next week here on Sports Talk. One more break, and then we'll wrap. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. That's all the damage we can do for this week. Thank you to Brian Barnhart, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Michael Martin, and for Scott Beatty and Ed Bond, I am Evan Kahn. Come back for Pella, Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk tomorrow morning with Lauren and Scott here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. White Sox taking on the Tigers coming up next right here on your airwaves. Good night. Have a good weekend.